The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. You know, 
WWF. I just I felt like you had the one two three kid, this you know young smaller guy that really had a lot of this potential, and it's very very strange because it's the same dude and he's getting the push with the NWO, but I do not for whatever reason I just do not take him nearly as serious in WCW, and it could just be the fact that he's kind of being booked as this you know this underweight punk, but it's just amazing when I when I see this when I see this opening segment. And just thinking of kind of how I was looking at him a few years ago and kind of how he was booked in WWF, and for whatever reason, I have a hard time taking this incarnation of Sean Waltman seriously. It's tough. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it's tough because uh, the thing with Sean Waltman or Six or whatever we're going to call him, One Two Three Kid, is that the guy can work. I mean, when you scrap away – when you strip away the, the shenanigans, the BS, whatever you want to call it, the guy can work. The only problem is that he's put up against, you know, he's hanging with such big guys now. And this weaselly run around, you know, greasy punk yeah. kid thing that he's got going on with the video camera, you know, the uh, camcorder, yeah, just doesn't work for me. No, that's exactly what it is now that you mention it. You know, in the past, he's kind of built as this underdog that – you cheered to get the win, but you did not see him on a consistent basis in the group with these other big dudes, and you're exactly right. He's got that. He just kind of comes across as that Weasley little heel, and the problem is most people do work better as a heel just because you've got more you can get away with, but I think Sean Waltman's one of the rare exceptions where he does not. It actually uh, you know, deters that character and the believability of him when he's working as a heel, at least in this setting. Steven Regal defeats Prince I.K. with a Regal stretch to retain the WCW television title. Do not call him Lord anymore. And uh, Tony tells us not to call him Lord, and Larry wants to know why, asking if that is like the international object rule as we go back. You cannot have a foreign object in WCW. It is an international object. Really? Foreign as not yep. in country. Foreign as in not allowed. WCW. Matthew, your thoughts oh, on the international object and the <laughs> international object. International well, you, object. You really, you really can't call him Lord. Do you really want me to go into detail about my international object? No, 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 no. You're not a man of mystery, okay? I just want you to know <laughs> that right now. Go ahead. Oh, man. I, I, I like this. I mean, Regal, they've been doing a good job pushing Regal, and WCW has – you're starting to see a little bit develop as far as these is these mid-card storylines. We're going to have something here in the next few minutes that uh, really kind of really kind of accentuates the opposite of what this did. But you know that's the problem with the mid-card. You really don't have guys. You haven't had guys on TV on a consistent enough basis to really develop that mid-card. You're starting to get a little bit of that with Regal now week to week, and uh, I'd like to see more of this. Well, Stephen Regal, if you. Prince Ikea, not Lord Stephen Regal. Um, again, highlights from last night's uh, Slamboree. Uh, they they called him a fan as he got into the ring, but he was not a fan. This is World Karate Champion Ernest Miller. You know, now if I were participating in this match, I would call my mama and tell her that somebody's getting in the way. But that's not, you know, that's not for me to do. And that's for him to find out. So Ernest Miller coming to the aid of Glacier, apparently appreciating his karate, if you will. Uh, Masahiro Chono, a member of the NWO, defeats Squire Davis Taylor. 
Now, we can still call him Squire, but we can't call him Lord, right? So Squire David Taylor, but Lord Stephen Regal doesn't work. Well, Chono gets the submission with the FTF uh, in about three minutes' time. Your thoughts of uh, having this guy who is NWO but never associates with the NWO? Yup, exactly. What I was talking about uh, last segment was the fact that you, you, WCW does stupid stuff like this. They'll take somebody off of television for or off of Nitro for months. And my question a few weeks ago, was this guy even still NWO? Well, here he pops up tonight going up against Dave Taylor, who we haven't seen in, in quite some time. You want to develop these mid-card people. Give them something. Give them some consistency so that people get familiar with them. WCW thinks that they can – I don't know if they're assuming everybody's watching um, you know, all Saturday night and the Saturday morning show and this, that, and the other. But this is just – this is absolute – stupidity for thinking you can build up a mid-card by having somebody, you know, two people wrestle who've been off of television for most likely months and just throw them back in there. And and what does it do to the live show? You put these two people in there nobody's really familiar with. You don't have any current storylines. WCW with as large of a roster as they've got, just to still put these matches with no build with guys you haven't seen in however long out there on a one-hour show makes absolutely no sense. Nothing against either one of these guys, but you're not doing anything with them. WCW, more much so than what WWF's doing, or really anybody's doing right now, they have mastered the filler match. And, I mean, who knows? When we go back to two hours next week, how many matches we're going to have that just – Well, not really two hours. It started at 55. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, so it's like, come on, you've got one hour to work with, and you're putting these two guys out there, no storyline, haven't been on TV, the fans are on their hands because they have no reason to really care for either one of them, other than one of them's wearing an NWO shirt, but he's a guy who doesn't associate with the NWO, and he's dropped Sonny Ono at some point down the road, but nobody really cares. Oh, yeah, that's right. He went after Sonny Ono, which Sonny Ono reminds us right after the match and says, I got a big surprise for you. Oh, no, it's not Godzilla. Stop asking. And then in Japanese, and it's not gibberish because he's speaking Japanese, but to an English-speaking audience, it's yeah. gibberish. So Sonny Owen goes, no, I make you sweat. Yeah, make you sweat. I don't tell you. <laughs> but he could be Godzilla, but no. <laughs> so... Like I said, it's nothing against them. They're speaking their own native language, and it is completely understandable to a Japanese audience. This is not a Japanese audience. Bob Dole says, I don't understand it. <laughs> so we we held, we had the break. When we come back, WCW's got a lot of money, right? Because it's brought to you by, you know, Turner, and it's brought to you by TBS, yep. and it's brought to you by TNT, and, you know, Turner Broadcasting, and... Time Warner and, you know, all these others, right? They got money. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge of the truck? Here's what I want to know. J.J. Dillon, he's in, char- he's in charge of everything. J.J. Dillon is uh Did you see control. the same thing that I did? I saw the pre-tape twice, back to back. Yep. Unbelievable. It was one of those deals where, like, I thought maybe I was losing my mind, so I didn't really say I anything to anybody. I thought maybe I could rewind on my digital <laughs> video recorder. I, I'm serious. Yep. Did I just hit instant replay? Nope, it's the exact same thing. They played the tape twice. 
Now, to Nitro and the broadcast team's credit, never mentioned it. Unlike what's coming up a little bit later. They never mentioned this. Let's just get over this. Okay? So Tony and Mike talk about, obviously, the troubles with Ultimo Dragon right before the segment. Then we see JoJo Dillon and Nick Patrick is reinstated and allowed to get a second chance. Now, Another guy that hasn't been on TV for a while, but he's wearing a anti-WCW shirt. Can't wear the NWO shirt. He's not a member of the NWO, but he's not a member of WCW. What is the deal? Honestly, I've seen better fan-made shirts. Yeah. Scotty Riggs defeats Mr. Wall Street with the sunset flip in about three minutes' time. Here's what I was talking about. The um, replay, you know, the recap of the match, Bobby's going over it. Mm-hmm. The sunset flip off the turnbuckle is played in reverse. This time, Tony, Bobby, and Larry go, what was that? That is probably the most difficult move I've ever seen. Did he go backwards? (laughs) (laughs) And Bobby's flustered. (laughs) You can hear it in his voice. I don't know what that was, but I'm going to ignore it and move on. And then as Bobby's trying to do recap, and Tony goes, yeah, he's gone. (laughs) It's over. Larry with a nice little hot shot at the end. Who's in charge of the truck? I mean, you think you know how to work a damn tape machine. Oh, man. Seriously, are they drinking in the truck? Yeah, who even knows at this point? So were both of them, you know, uh, the truck's fault was the first one an accident on our feed, you know, and did they ignore the first one but then said the second one because, oh, my God, you guys, twice now. I mean, I understand we got kicked back to an hour and we're being, you know, kind of dumped on by NBA basketball here so we can watch, you know, the Clippers take on the Nuggets or whatever. You gotta be a little more professional. Good grief! And then in this one-hour episode of Nitro, if there isn't anything more I want to see than NASCAR, um, there's Dick or Mark Martin. Excuse me, not Dick Trickle. Mm-hmm. Mark Martin uh, with Ric Flair, who's supposed to get ready for a match, so he's only half dressed. He's in a baseball jersey <laughs> and his tights. <laughs> hey, Rick, go out there with Mark Martin. Let him know that you're a NASCAR guy. This would have been more entertaining if Mark Martin was half-dressed. <laughs> if Mark Martin would have came out in his tights and a baseball jersey. Well, I mean, the guy soaking wet looks like he's 100 pounds. I mean, he made, he made Ric Flair look like Sid Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Talk about more painful uh, segments. It's time for the 1-800-COLLECT-ROAD report. Not only did it go on <laughs> long enough before... Lee Marshall started singing. He decided to sing an entire bar of Heartbreak Hotel and call it mm-hmm. Weasel Hotel. Stagger Lee has left the building. Stagger Lee has left his mental capacity a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know who talks him into this, thinking that it's good television. I don't know if this is he, something he's contractually obligated to do. It's not funny. It's not even, like, kitschy funny anymore. It's just irritating. Bobby Heenan with the replay. Maybe maybe he's intentionally being bad, so he sets up Bobby. Maybe that's it. Because Bobby goes, I think they got the wrong dead body. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, these, these spots make me not even want to use a telephone anymore. Right. It makes me anti-1-800-collect. <laughs> Anti-Nashville, and he goes, yeah, well, you guys are in Nashville. Add an N. I'll be in Nashville. Asheville, Nashville. Or, or it could also be Asheville and North Carolina. Right. 
See, see what I did? I said, I said Asheville, and I put the N at the end. He said add an N, and I did. But except I put it at the end, not at the beginning. That's what I did when I said Asheville. And, <laughs> Is that our 1-800-ROAD-REPORT? Stagger Lee Matthew. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, I'm waiting for the gobbly gooker to come out. That's how great this writing is. <laughs> Steiner Brothers defeat Steve Mongo, McMichael, and Jeff Jarrett when Kevin Green hits McMichael with the Halliburton case again. <laughs> Dude, he keeps carrying around the same case with about 27 matches worth of dents in it. Either pop for a new case or get a new gimmick. Matthew Foss, uh, Kevin Green showing up he, again. Wasn't he half of a horseman last night, though? Now he's he's not. He's, he's friends with player, but not Michael. Yeah, this is so ridiculous, so convoluted. They return. They visit the announce table, and Tony tells us to keep the cameras rolling during the break because Mongo is chasing after Kevin Green. Well, they're in the locker room right next to the urinal, and, uh, you know, WCW <laughs> does their best TV work right next to the porta potty And uh, all the horsemen and Kevin Green kicked out of the building. Okay. So... Well, that's it for them. Um, Ric Flair is going to be wrestling on his own tonight. All right. Ric Flair wins against six by disqualification because it is a NWO beatdown. And uh, the Outsiders and the Wolfpack in general with the uh, with the jump on Ric Flair. So I thought it was great. Um, let's talk about the main event segment. Here comes the NWO music. Here comes Easy e Eric Bischoff. And Eric, with a nice couple little – I mean, it was – Cool, the first two to three times where he would talk and subtly kind of look up in the air like it was a twitch, mm-hmm. or you had like a, a you know, a, just kind of like a tick. He's looking up out of nowhere, folks. This may have saved the whole show for me, the one hour show out of nowhere, up through the ring. The stinger, Matthew, thoughts? This was really cool. This was a very, very good visual, and by far and away the highlight of the night, and one of the best visuals I've seen on Did Nitro in quite some time. Mm hmm. Did it save the one-hour show? Because this one-hour yeah. show, we were clowning on it hard. Yep, no, it, it really did. The rest of the show was not much to talk about, but they really rescued it right here. I mean, it gave you a moment that you would remember that you haven't seen before. Yeah, that was. I thought that was pretty slick. And uh, Stinger looks like he's ready to go, but uh, still no words out of the man they call Sting. Well, here's a couple words out of the man they call Meathead. We're done. Good night. We'll see you next week for WCW's Monday Nitro and... Hopefully, we'll have two hours worth of Nitro to talk about. So long, everyone. (laughs) 